Welcome to the Cattle Call Podcast. Today we are here again with Dr. Richard Zing to another quizzing. So before we get started, let me go ahead and call Brooke Latek. Hello, Brooke. Hi, Pedro. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Is it a good time for a call? It's always a good time for a cattle call. Great. Thank you, Brooke. So, Brooke, what is the question that we have for Dr. Zing this month? So the question we have this month is related to mud. Um, we know that feedlots experience mud through weather or the animals themselves. And um, one listener was wondering, what is the effect of mud in the feedlot on performance for cattle? Great. Hello, Dr. Zing. How are you? Doing good. Thank you. Yeah, so what, what, are, what are your perceptions and, and uh, opinions about Brooke's question? Good morning, Pedro Brooke. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always fun to do this with you. Actually, it's a, very, it's a very good question. And surprisingly, as important as this question is, uh, it has never really been addressed directly in, uh, in any kind of scientific investigation. There's been some anecdotal type uh, assessments on this, but the question is really very, very complicated. And I think that we need to understand that before I begin to share my opinion on the subject, that we need to understand that actually um, the effect of mud itself uh, has received very, very little research attention. That's unfortunate. And, uh, and I know that Pedro and Brooke are currently investigating this. So you know, that's good. And I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of results uh, we get from those studies. To begin with, let me just say that one of the, when we talk about heat stress, we're looking at an ambient condition where the animal is having difficulty uh, removing the, the heat load that it has from its maintenance requirement, from tissue production, from the heat increment of the diet itself. And this is a tremendous heat load and, uh, and so as ambient conditions uh, increase, become more severe, then the animal, the only option the animal has is to reduce its, its energy intake to reduce the, the heat load that it has to remove, eliminate. So when ambient temperatures are above, let's say 36 degrees uh, centigrade or around 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, the animal can only eliminate the heat load by uh, the process of perspiration or, or respiration. These are the two main methods for removing the heat load. Very little heat is lost by convection once ambient temperatures are, are increased. Now, in the desert southwest, in areas where we have high ambient conditions, uh, the cattle are going to be provided with shade. And, uh, and, and this will re, uh, eliminate uh, the radiant heat load, which is tremendous. It's maximized between around 11 and around, let's say, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 11 in the morning to around 2 in the afternoon. That's when this heat load is maximum. Even though ambient temperature may continue to increase through the afternoon, the, the main radiant uh, heat load from radiant energy is, is during midday. Now, the animal, what the animal is going to do to accommodate uh, the situation is going to reduce its, its activities. So you'll see that, that animals under these conditions are going to be lying down and they're going to be under the shade. Because of this, uh, and the grouping of the animals under the shade, uh, there's a possibility, a very high possibility, for an increase in the amount of moisture in the manure under the shade. 
And, and this gets to the topic that I think Brooke and Pedro are asking right now. Now, the anecdotal as it is, okay, what, what is generally considered is that if you have uh, two inches of, or roughly five centimeters of uh, depth in the, in the wet manure under the shade, uh, there's no effect. But if that, uh, as that level goes beyond, let's say between 10 and 20 centimeters, or between, let's say, two and four inches, then you may have some reduction in dry matter intake. And if it goes, let's say, above 20 centimeters, you can have a very high reduction in dry matter intake. And this reduction uh, is difficult to assess, but it can be as much as, let's say, 15 to 25% reduction. This is, a, this is a serious problem. Now, we're going to actually see, when, once we have some measures, we'll see how we'll get a better feel for that under shade conditions. But this is the concern, okay? The concern is, anecdotal concern, is the reduction in dry matter intake. Now, uh, <clears throat> actually, the accumulation of mud under the shade doesn't increase uh, surface temperature. In fact, uh, the surface temperature may be less with, uh, with, the, with the wet manure under the shade. The problem, and this is, this is just me speaking, the problem is when the depth is greater than 20 centimeters or around eight inches, we run into a serious problem of uh, mobility. And in fact, some animals may become injured or may become lame could be some book disease or something like that. But the biggest issue is that uh, is the mobility issue. They can actually get stuck in this, especially heavy cattle, heavy big Holsteins, for example, or big heavy cattle that are closer to Penny. They can get stuck in that. I can remember when I was a young working at, uh, at a feedlot and, uh, and I just, and I was cleaning drinkers and I jumped over the fence and and I went all the way to my waist. They had to rest. They had to rescue me. They had to actually. Oh. Somebody had to come and pull me out of the. I couldn't get out of it. I mean, it was just that bad. And that's the reason we like to put pads around the drinkers, pads around the feed bunk, anything to keep cattle from getting stuck or having difficulty uh, moving around in those areas. So I'm going to say right off that a major problem is going to be the issue has to do with. Lameness and dry matter intake or mobility. Cattle just are uh, less, are going to be more reluctant to try to get out and deep if depth is greater than, let's say, eight inches around 20 centimeters. Now, one of the problems that I have, and it makes it difficult for me to actually assess this without doing a study or something like that, is that the accumulation of mud is directly related the space under the shade. In other words, if you cannot separate uh, the two issues, except for maybe a drinker overflowing or something like that that floods the whole pen. But, but generally speaking, it has to do with the amount of shade allocation because the greater the amount of uh, shade, then obviously the cattle can spread out and so you're going to have less moisture accumulation under the shade. And I and I think that, for example, we see a lot of feedlots down here in the Imperial Valley and, and Mexicali Valley and other areas where maybe the pen population exceeds uh, the recommended. 
And so uh, in those areas, you can clearly see the problem under the shade. And uh, a lot of cattle are standing, and, and you'll see uh, a lot of manure accumulation, wet manure accumulation in the shade. So the issue really uh, is difficult to separate from uh, the amount of shade. Normally, we would say that two square meters of shade or 20, roughly 20 square feet of shade per head is, is the convention. That's considered a good amount of shade. But, but actually, we're seeing that maybe we need to have maybe more than that, perhaps even three meters square of shade per head or three and a half meters. And, and like I said, these, this space uh, issue has to do with with the mud issue as well. So it's hard to separate those two things out. Nevertheless, right now, the big issue here is that when you have uh, deep mud or deep wet manure under the shade, you're going to have reduced feed intake. Mm -hmm. And uh, in particular, we're talking about, and this is just my opinion, but I'm thinking that when you have eight to 10 inches or more, that's when you have the real big issue. Less than that, it's can be variable, but with eight to 10 inches or more, you're gonna have some problems with uh, mobility and potential lameness, injury, uh, uh, foot disease, that type. That's basically the answer. That's a very complete answer and, and that helped a lot. One one question that I'm I'm thinking here, Dr. Z, it's, it's, not, it's not a problem here in the Valley, I believe, but it's something that I'm just curious. I've been some, some feedlots out at the Midwest or the High Plains, and, and they have serious problem with mud, and you can see a lot of mud all over the animals. For example, they call the tags or something. Have you ever had a problem like looking at the closeout from a feedlot, and when you figure out the animals were kind of heavier just because they had mud all over the, the body? Well, that's, that's, a very, that's a very important point. In fact, this is especially important issue uh, in the wintertime. And... And then this can cause problems uh, in animal performance as well. Just, just that issue, you know, to have uh, that hair coat because the animal loses their insulation and, and it becomes so in the high plains, uh, Midwest and that, uh, Pedro, that this is a wintertime problem, more winter and fall problem or springtime problem. This is not so common in the summertime. Having said that, obviously, you know, it, not just not just when you're marketing them for harvest, but when you're buying cattle. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a good idea to get cattle that are coming out of a mud hole. You know, when they're when you're when you're buying them from a cell barn or whatever. In other words, uh, you know that you want them to be you know well groomed and dry and so forth. Nowadays, virtually all the cattle are sold on a grid, so you know that's that's confusing for feedlots. Because they a lot of times they calculate their break even based on the, the cell weight, which then would be confused, you know, with what you're talking about. But uh, but nowadays they're going to have that carcass weight in there as well, and so you can uh, you can make an adjustment there and, and do all the calculations. And that's what you know, as you know, in all our research and everything we do, we always adjust back to the carcass weight so that uh, these issues of fill and, and, and of course, uh, uh, contamination, hair code, all that kind of stuff uh, can be removed. Not just, not just that, but things like horns and all, a lot of factors affect uh, dressing percentage 
and uh, and we're always interested in in uh, in that. And I know a lot of feeders are very interested. Why you know did my cattle not yield? They call it yield. Why did my cattle not yield well? And oftentimes it has to do with that, not with nutrition per se, but just the condition, the marketing conditions at that point in time. Great. Yeah. And, and one, one important thing to remind here is that even though we don't get rain, the animals that are under the shade, they urinate a lot, especially those hosts. So I think that's, that covers everything that you were mentioning. Uh, so we well, that's, that's a good point, Pedro. In other words, <clears throat> with the Holstein, that's the reason why we need uh, more shade with the Holstein, because uh, they do drink a lot more water. They're going to drink, let's say, somewhere between 70 and maybe 130 liters of water a day, uh, depending on their weight. Okay, so these big, bigger, heavier ones, um, they're going to drink a lot of water and some more than others. And some of them do it just to cool. Obviously, the water itself will help cool the animal down. So they just go drink water and then go stand under the shade, urinate, go back and drink. And that's why you can see some pens that are dry and other pens that look like a lake and they're just, there's no mm -hmm. explanation except that you can see certain animals just go up and drink and urinate, drink and urinate. And uh, <clears throat> so this is uh, especially an issue with Olsen. You don't see as much mud accumulation with crossreds like you do with the whole thing. Great. That's a great point. Yeah, I think that that answer our questions. I don't know if Brooke, if you have any other que question or comment. No, that was a great summary, Doctor Zing. Uh, I'm not sure if you have any final point and and or if you, you're done for today. Oh, that's all. Thank you very much. It's always a joy. Okay, thank you, thank you, Doctor Zing. Thank you, Brooke, uh, for joining another uh, call. If you uh, are listening to this call and have any questions to Doctor Zing or any other question to us, please send an email to. Cattle call ucd at gmail.com and you'll be happy to, to answer. Uh, and don't forget, it's always a good time for a cattle call. Thank you.